Hey there, I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Ryan Warner. And we are the Movie Nights. Well, some of them. If you're watching, it's because you want to hear our uncensored and unfiltered thoughts and opinions about the world of movies. So kick back, grab a snack, and thank you for being a part of the conversation. Even after a little bit of a hiatus. But yeah, a fun fact. We recorded an episode about a week and a half ago. Uh, maybe two weeks ago now. Probably two weeks. And yeah. then I uh, went in to edit it, and uh, the audio wasn't recording. So Yikes. naturally, we didn't post that one. But uh, here we are. It's been a long time since our last episode. Been some surprisingly busy during quarantine. Yeah. Uh, just trying to get out videos at least twice a week for you guys. Thanks all uh, 12 who watch. <laughs> you know, it's insane. Consistent, yeah. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be more of a lackadaisical episode today. I mean, we do have some things we want to talk about, but we're not going to be really pressured by any specific structure or scenario. So, Ryan, just how, how have things been for you in these times? How are you? And don't um, excuse me while I eat some Pop-Tarts. Yeah, no, go ahead, man. Um, I've been good, you know, just staying at home. I mean, this is really the only time I've been out of my house since quarantine. Yep. Um, but just staying at home, trying to make videos, trying to catch up on some movies that I uh, probably Same. should have watched maybe years ago that I'm just now getting around to. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I just I feel like I've been watching a lot of movies, which is always fun watching same, movies same hannah and i've been watching at least a movie every night sometimes two yeah very nice Made a, like a seven page list of movies she hadn't seen from the 70s till now so we've been taking care of business on that yeah so that that's been a lot of fun been a lot of fun absolutely so speaking of movies did you want to jump into some of the movies that you've seen recently uh since quarantine or do you want to update the people about what you've been doing since quarantine's happened um, I mean, really, all I've been doing is just staying home. Uh, you know, I work in a movie theater that shut down like all the other movie theaters, so I've been furloughed for a while, but, you know, we should be fine financially. I'm, you know, looking for other jobs in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Gotta become an essential worker. Um, but yeah, no, just been kind of, you know, watching a lot of movies, trying to jog, because I feel like a fat piece of shit, like, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there are days like today where I just don't leave my pajamas sometimes, because, you know, why not? Why not? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, been watching a lot of movies. Um, not only are we going to be talking about movies that we've been watching in quarantine, but also just movies that we saw in theaters in March before they shut down. Yeah. But, um, but go ahead and just ring, ring off some movies you've been watching in these times of quarantine. Yeah, well, I'll start off with, uh, some of the movies that I watched in theaters, uh, cause there is only one that I watched in theaters. And all of March? No, two, sorry, two. Onward, which I thought was a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. I will say it's not one of Pixar's best movies, but it's still a solid movie. Yes. Um, and then I watched Emma, which I was uh, kind of disappointed by because it was really slow. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's that long of a movie. I think it's like two hours, like standard movie runtime. Mm-hmm. But it just felt like it was three or four hours because it, it felt like nothing really happened until the third act. When you realize who's falling in love with who, mm-hmm. and just felt really, really boring and really dragged on for no reason. Um, but that was really my only quarrel with it. Everything else was good. Acting, cinematography was beautiful. Costume design was outstanding. Gotcha. Yeah. But what about you? Uh, what have you seen in theaters? And then we'll kind of get into some of the things that we uh, have been watching in quarantine. I was lucky. In March, I saw four movies. Solid. One came out in February, though, so I'll get to that one at the end. Okay. But I saw The Way Back, The Hunt, mm-hmm. and Bloodshot are the three March movies that I saw in March. Um, I enjoyed two of these. Yeah. Spoiler alert, I didn't enjoy Bloodshot. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
The only thing I really liked about that movie is Guy Pierce. It's just I love him. Oh, he's and he, a fantastic actor. He, he played to that like stereotypical villain, and he had so much fun. You could mm-hmm. tell he was having fun. That and uh, Asia Gonzalez was in it, and I love her. And she did a fantastic performance as well. Mm-hmm. Everything else I didn't like. In, any aspect you want to talk to me about that movie? If it's not those two, I didn't like it. <laughs> so, so like the whole movie. Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, probably uh, around a D or a D minus grade there. Jeez. Yeah. Not fun. Uh, I also saw The Way Back, which I really enjoyed with mm-hmm. um, ben, ben Affleck. Affleck. He gives a phenomenal performance in that film. Gavin O'Connor directed it, who's directed such films as Miracle, Warrior, and The Accountant, which I think The Accountant's one of the most underrated movies of the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Um, I really enjoyed this film. Um, it plays with some tropes of a sports movie and annoyingly doesn't follow it sometimes, but also, you know, in a nice way, does what's best for the story and the character. Um Without getting into spoilers, this film ends in a place where this is the start of a journey and not necessarily the perfect magic movie ending that mm-hmm. you'd think a movie like this would end. And uh, it's all led by a powerhouse performance by Ben Affleck. He did a wonderful job. And uh, I think I gave that movie like a B plus or a B, one of those. Mm-hmm. And then we got The Hunt. Uh, yeah. Which I loved. I loved The Hunt. Uh, it's not great. But it was just this gory, fun ride. Beverly Gibson, I believe, is the main actress's name, gives one hell of a performance. She leads that movie. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it does a good job of doing some of its satirical commentary on both sides of the political spectrum. But I think sometimes it goes overboard and over-explains things, which got a little bit unnecessary. So I ended up giving this like a B or a B-, minus, something mm-hmm. like that, in that range. But uh, I thoroughly enjoyed The Hunt. And another movie that I saw in March that didn't come out in March, came out in February... I, uh, I watched Call of the Wild. <laughs> what a fantastic movie. I thought that was such a cute little movie. I enjoyed it very much. So Harrison Ford kind of acted his ass off, which really surprised me. Because he doesn't really care about any movie. Yeah. And the CGI was good, but like that movie didn't need to be made for that amount of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you watch the movie, you understand why the dog is CGI. Because, like, okay, this does a lot of... Well, I think all the dogs were. They are, yeah. But, like, okay, this does a lot of stuff that there's no way they would be able to train real dogs to do. And it would just be a nightmare to work with on set. But uh, good on them for somehow convincing Fox at the time to give them a lot of money to make that movie because mm-hmm. they should not should never have been greenlit with that budget. Yeah. But I thought it was a very adorable movie. I, it got a little bit boring in the middle, but um, Harrison Ford's performance and just the overall, honestly, technically great filmmaking really kind of made it just a nice little enjoyable a, a family movie. Yeah, like I, I could see this. I could see me watching this with like my little cousins or something. One thing I will say that annoyed me about this movie was the way it was marketed. Because the mm-hmm. way it was marketed, I thought it was going to be a movie about Harrison Ford and this mm-hmm. dog for majority of it. Mm-hmm. Which, while the case was about their relationship as well, but the movie was more geared towards this dog's journey. Yeah. Um, and going back to like its roots, like the call of the wild mm-hmm. that the dog has. Yeah. Um, but I... Like, the whole time I was sitting there watching it, I was like, okay, well, when is Harrison Ford getting in here? When is he getting the dog? And I felt like it didn't really happen until the end of the movie. About halfway, probably, yeah. Um, But I just, I don't know. The whole time I was just waiting for Harrison Ford to get on screen and, you know, have his journey with the dog. But that really wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was a cute movie like you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, A really adorable movie. Yeah, another movie that I totally forgot about was The Way Back. I watched that in theaters Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, pretty similar viewpoints on that as well. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into some movies that we've just been watching since we've been quarantined because there's really nothing better to do. Yeah. Man, I've watched a lot of movies. You go first. You just go nuts with the movies you've watched. And then, all right, I'm gonna just start listing them, 
if there's a movie that you want to talk about, uh, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these are movies I've seen for the first time. Okay. And I'll be asking you that. Yeah. Uh, I watched... What? The beginning of March, I watched the new Pokemon movie that came out on Netflix because I'm a huge Pokemon yeah. fan. I heard uh, that the animation style was like just really weird. It was very unsettling because the... It's basically just like a remake of the first Pokemon movie that came out. The, the Mewtwo? The Mew, uh, Mewtwo movie, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which came out in the early 2000s. Uh, basically, same movie... But the animation for the Pokemon looked cool, but the animation for the Pokemon trainers and the people looked very unsettling. Okay. Um, it's weird. I, I would compare it to how the Lion King remake is just a heartless, soulless uh, remake of the movie. Yeah, I gotcha. Which is how I felt about this movie. Okay. Um, I watched Purple Rain as well. Nice. The Prince movie, which I thought was just fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Onward, like I said, There Will Be Blood, which for was... For the first a, time? For the first time. Oh my god, dude, you didn't tell me that you watched There Will Be Blood. Yeah, what a fantastic dude, movie. Daniel Day-Lewis in that movie is one of the greatest acting performances I've ever seen. And oh, yeah. the thing is, um, oh, other lead actor in that movie, The Priest, his name is leaving me. Um, oh my god, what's his name? I was Paul just, Dano! Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Riddler. Yes, Unbelievable performance by him mm-hmm. in that movie as well. I it, it took me a little bit to understand what was happening, but he mm-hmm. he plays twins, mm-hmm. and it took me a little bit to realize that because whenever Daniel Day Lewis sat down at dinner and he was talking to his family and he looked at mm-hmm. the brother and he's like, "Why are you playing dumb? Like you mm-hmm. literally came to me about mm-hmm. the oil," and then he pieced it together that yeah. he has a brother, which basically sold out the family. Yeah. Um, but that was a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Way Back, I watched a documentary on The Beatles, uh, Moonraker for a franchise spotlight, uh, Emma, and then here we go, National Lampoon's Vacation for the first time. Dude, you saw Vacation for the first time? God, such what a, a great, funny ass such movie. Such a great comedy movie. It really is. And uh, the first movie I watched Chevy Chase in was Fletch, and I absolutely loved mm-hmm. that movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, it felt like I needed to go back and watch uh, Vacation. Yeah. Such a good movie. Oh, absolutely. Uh, For Your Eyes Only, another James Bond movie mm-hmm. for Franchise Spotlight. Uh, Turbo Kid, which I didn't really care for. Never even heard of it. Um, it came out in 2015. It's on YouTube. It's like an hour, oh. hour 15 long. Yeah. It has some really interesting things about it, but... God, there's there's one kill in it where they're like torturing a guy, and they have a bike set up without the tires on it. So if you pedal, it's just like stationary. Um, and they put an arrow through the guy's stomach, and they tie a rope to it oh. and tie it to the back tire of the bike. And the guy pedals, oh, and it God. pulls out his organs. Very gr- uh, very gory shit. But I thought that was a very fascinating way because I'd, I'd never yeah. seen that before. Yeah, And I just thought that was very creative. fascinating. Yeah, very credit creative. Credit to do. Yeah, and it's a very low budget. So, like, there's a lot of things in that movie that they're restricted on their budget mm-hmm. and they have to be creative. And that's something that I can appreciate. Uh, the Forbidden Kingdom, The Master, because I uh, got into this Paul Thomas Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've never seen The Master. Very, very good. I've heard Joaquin's excellent in it. Oh my god, absolutely. And so is... um, Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yes. Mm-hmm. Fantastic in it. 
Uh, I watched a short film that David Lynch did on Netflix. Uh, what did Jack do? Oh, is that the one about the monkey? Yeah. Fucking weird, dude. It is so weird. It's like 18 minutes long. David Lynch is a weird guy. Yeah. And I've, I'd never, I've never seen any of his things, mm. but that was on Netflix and it was like 18 minutes. I was like, oh, why not? Yeah, yeah. Dude, fucking strange, <laughs> man. Yes. Uh, I watched Princess and the Frog for the first time. That's a cute little movie. Probably one of the better princess movies, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Why? Um, because there really isn't a true love interest in the movie, yeah. which I liked because she just wanted to have her own goal of mm-hmm. making her own restaurant, which her, which she had her goal with her dad. Yeah. Um, the music, jazz music, was fantastic in it. Uh, I watched Jungle Book, which is my favorite Disney movie of all time, the original animated okay. one. Okay. God, it's so good, so so good. Watched Octopussy, which that video just came out as of we're recording this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, La Bamba, which is the Ricky Valens um, movie, the biopic of him. Okay. Because uh, I'm a huge uh, Ricky Valens and Buddy Holly fan, and yeah. unfortunately they died at a very young age. Yeah. Oh, God. I watched Natural Born Killers. Not a fan. Fucking horrible! Dude. Oh, interesting. That's genuinely seen as a great movie. No, God, I looked up some trivia on it because that's what I like to do after watching a movie. Is I'll go, yeah. I'll go to IMDb and look up same. some trivia. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, most movies have between two hundred and three hundred uh, cuts. This has more than three thousand. God, there's legitimately a cut almost every two or three seconds, and it is so rough on the eyes. You just don't really know what's happening. The story, I thought, was a very fascinating story. Um, not to be that guy, but like Tarantino wrote it and sold it mm-hmm. to make uh, Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. So the story I really liked, but I just don't think it was filmed and executed to the level that it should have been at. Okay, okay. That's what you mean. Yeah. Um, the No, not a good movie. Uh, Edge of Seventeen. Watched oh, it for the first time. Fucking fantastic movie. Oh yeah, I've been telling you for years to watch that movie. Yeah, you have. So good. So I'm glad I finally uh, sat down and watched it because mm-hmm. that is a great movie. Uh, watched The Hunt, uh, not in theaters, but yeah. in the comfort of my own home. Mm-hmm. What a fucking bonkers movie that is. Uh, you actually compared it to Shane Black's The Predator, as far as like how the jokes and the line deliveries are, which yes. I can totally agree with. Yes. <laughs> cigarettes in Arkansas are only six bucks. You done fucked up. <laughs> Dude, fantastic as soon line. as that happened, I like kicked back. I was like, all right, this is what we're in for. Here we <laughs> that go. That happens early on, too. Yep, so you're like, yep. all right, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Beer Fest again because I absolutely love Broken yeah. Lizard. I think mm-hmm. they're hilarious. I watched Good Time for the first time. Oh, which how is that? the Safety Brothers movie? Yes, yes. I've always wanted to watch that. I still haven't. It's streaming, isn't it? On Netflix right now. I am. Nice. It is. It is just like uncut. Is it like same feel? The anxiety, prota- anxiety. <laughs> yeah, like you want the protagonist to end up winning, mm-hmm. but you know he's a dirtbag, and you don't really want to root for him, but you really have no yeah. choice but to root for him. Yeah. Um, so I thought it, it's basically uncut before uncut is okay. the best way to put it. All right. Uh, watch Portrait of a Lady on Fire. You did. Mm-hmm. It's on Hulu right still. now. How is it? Fucking boring. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. It is a very 
intriguing story about two lovers. Mm-hmm. One yeah. of them is supposed to be wet off. Yeah, and then painting for the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is... Like, you could stop this movie on any frame, and it would look like a painting. Like, the cinematography was stupid good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like... It's a... I think it's like two hours... 120 minutes, yeah. Two hours. This movie felt like it was five hours long just because there'd be lingering shots. Like Mm -hmm. if you were like, for instance, they'd be painting. So like the camera would be on her hand painting very slow strokes and then it'd slowly pan up to her face painting Mm -hmm. and then it would slowly like zoom out and then reveal like more of what she's painting. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, it just wasn't like grasping you. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Which it's funny because during Oscar season, mm-hmm. everyone was hyping up this movie mm-hmm. and I really wanted to watch it. And I think I actually said that if this was nominated for Best Foreign Film, that it, Parasite would have a run for its money. Yeah. But after watching it, Just because of dude, all the hype around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. But after watching it, dude, no. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you, man. Christ, yeah. <laughs> you don't have Corona, do you? I hope not. <laughs> No, but um, uh, but yeah, no. It, it's interesting because I want to watch it, yeah. and when I do, I'll give you my thoughts on it because yeah, I've been do. really looking forward to. This is the first like somewhat negative thing I've heard about it. Yeah, and it's just so like everything's just dragged on for no reason. I and mean, maybe if you watch it, you can give me a different insight. But I just thought that was so boring, even though I gave it three and a half stars because like the cinematography is out of this fucking world. <laughs> Bless you, child. There we go. <laughs> oh, dude, there's Kleenex right here. Holy shit, that worked out. Look at you, man. Past Dalton looking out for future Dalton. McDonald's. God fucking damn it. <laughs> oh. um, then I watched Almost Famous for the first time. For the first time? Yeah. Legitimately. Great movie. Yeah. Legitimately one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, yeah. Like, this it's movie awesome. is so fucking good. Yeah. And it has one of my favorite movie moments of all time. <laughs> Bless you, my child. Thank Jeez. You. you good? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it has one of my favorite movie moments of all time, which is whenever they're on the bus oh. and Tiny Dancer's playing and uh, he's like, I have to get home. <sighs> you are home. I fucking, I love that moment. Great movie. Oh yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Um, <laughs> bless God you. Damn. Dude, you good? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not editing any of this out, by the way. <laughs> They're just going to fucking watch me sneeze. Ah, Jesus. Like I said, we're lackadaisical today. Yeah. Um, also watched Chasing Amy for the first time. I love that film. <laughs> <laughs> I love that film so much. I'm getting choked up. No, but uh, no, I, I thoroughly love that film. I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. I'm, Chasing Amy is a fantastic movie. Oh, yeah. And it's so ahead of its time, like, dealing with the issue of... Um, dude, it's going to yeah, happen again. It's... I know it will. <laughs> Just keep going. It'll, um, it'll interrupt you. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, with... Uh, what's her name? It's not Amy in the movie. What's her name? Oh, the character's name? Alyssa. Yeah. She is... <laughs> Bless you, my child. Thank you. She's gay, but there's hints of her being bisexual, which I guess she is because she ended up dating uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah, this was one of the first movies to, like, publicly talk about gay culture Mm -hmm. and also just talk about be really sexual dialogue. Like, 
things that you just didn't talk about in movies before. Yeah. And they were just unapologetically talking and just upfront about these things. Mm -hmm. Fuck, I'm going to sneeze again. But, like, it, it, would, it would basically ask questions about gay culture in a very candid way mm -hmm. and give you, like, direct answers. Yeah. And there... I'm going to sneeze, but there is, there is some criticisms of, like, you know, with Kevin Smith's voice behind the movie that it was a little un... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, not uh, real answers. Mm -hmm. But uh, it sounds like I'm crying, but I'm just about to sneeze and trying not to. Yeah. But uh, it's like... um, And to an extent, I get that. Mm -hmm. But also... It does that thing where, in order to, for like a general audience, especially at that time, God, I'm gonna sneeze. Dude, you're getting choked up about this. <laughs> for at that time to understand like what's going on, mm -hmm. it um, you have to have the one character who says all the slurs, which was like Jason Lee's character in that movie. Mm -hmm. There's a funny twist with his character at the end as to why he's like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, and it also, I'm glad the way that that film ends, which I won't spoil because I really, I think it's on Netflix now. A lot but, of the Kevin yeah. Smith movies are. Please watch Chasing Amy. It's a fantastic film, but um, it um, it also the way that film ends, you expect it to end one way, mm -hmm. but it does the ending that the characters deserve. Yeah, and um, in James and the Bob reboot, there's like an eight minute sequel to Chasing Amy in it. Oh, and it's okay. very interesting. Yeah, and um. I love James and Bob's cameo in Chasing Amy. It was so goddamn funny. Mm -hmm. it, it has one of my favorite lines in any Kevin Smith movie when uh, they're talking to Ben Affleck, whose performance is great in that movie. When they're talking to Ben Affleck and they're like, so what's been causing you trouble, man? You look down. He goes, I'm just having some girl troubles. And then Jay goes, ah, bitch pressing charges. I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fucking line so much. Dude, and then Silent Bob just rips Ben Affleck a new asshole. <sighs> yeah. And it's like, I love Ben Affleck's monologue in the car when he's just proclaiming his love for her. Mm -hmm. What a great fucking just well-written and acted scene that was. Yeah. Unbelievable. Apparently he was really close to getting an Oscar nom for writing. Kevin Smith, yeah. That's what I've heard. Mm -hmm. I watched The Perfection, which is a Netflix original, and my God, what a weird fucking movie that is. Um, it has the girl from Get Out. The girlfriend. And... She's like a, she's a musician from some school and she's, I guess the head of the school like raped her and beat her or something oh. like that. So she was able to get out and then there's an, she, uh, the school has a new protege, mm -hmm. which she ends up drugging her and causes her to cut off her own arm to realize Jesus how Christ. fucked up this school is. Yeah. And it's just a really fucked up, weird movie, dude. Wow. It is a I've never strange even heard of it. movie. It's an Netflix original, so it'll be on there forever. If you yeah. just ever want to check it out. I watched Swiss Army Man. Mm. I never saw that one, but there was a lot of festival like talks about it. Yeah. Uh very, very heartwarming story just about mm -hmm. a friendship. Yeah. Um isn't Daniel Rockcliffe's character dead? Isn't that what's going on? He's dead, but like he comes back to life. It's yeah. <laughs> it's an A24 movie, so it's going to be weird, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was... And it actually has... Um, what the fuck's his name? Paul Dano in it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and th just their friendship is very heartwarming, and I just... I don't know. I, I, I connected to it on some level. Good. All right, I think I think we're good. Yeah, yeah, you good? Got yeah, it. Side of the I think we're good. Yeah. All right, well... Uh, I have two more movies, and then okay. that's everything I've watched since quarantine. Okay. I watched Real Men, 
which I was talking yes, to you about earlier, just earlier today. today. You were talking about, yeah. My God, what a fucking funny movie! It's not like a spoof movie, but it's just a spy comedy movie. Yeah. Um, and they're just the running joke through it all, which I thought was the funniest part. Is uh, I can't remember his name. Let me. John Ritter. Mm-hmm. John Ritter thinks his finger gun works whenever he kills Russian agents. But it's really James Belushi who shoots them, but they just happen to sync it up at the same time. And yeah. John Ritter's like, oh my god, okay. <laughs> uh, very funny movie. If you can find it, watch it. Mm. Uh, and then the last movie I watched was Tusk. Fuck you. I like this movie. <laughs> I like this movie a lot. Just saying. It's bad. No, it's not. I didn't like the writing. Ladies and gentlemen, here's where I'm going to explain to you why my friend Ryan here is uh, fucking wrong. So, Tusk. When people use the word masterpiece, very often they're careful with how they proclaim that serious statement. I'm here to tell you, I was not careful with that choice, and it's okay, because Tusk is amazing. It has Justin Long, who's one of the most underrated actors ever. It has uh, Michael Parks, I believe is the messed up guy's name. It has um, Haley Joel Osment from Sixth Sense. Remember that, the Icy Dead People kid? He's all grown up now, and he's in this movie. It has Johnny Depp. Which I, that was the best part of the whole movie was Johnny Depp. Yep. And uh, it's funny. It's scary. It's inherently disturbing. And you should watch it. And that's, uh, in the words of Forrest Gump, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Um, it's not good. I didn't like the writing. I think I disagree with everything other than it's very, very disturbing and very fucked up. Yes. Did you watch through the credits? Uh, I stopped watching it when the shot was lingering on the pool and I saw that Jason <laughs> Muse was an executive producer and that's when I was like, no, I'm getting out of here. No, uh, through the credits, the reason why they did this was because they he has a very popular podcast called Smodcast. Mm-hmm. Him and Scott Mosier, the producer on a lot of his movies, they have a podcast together, him and Kevin Smith. And someone, like, wrote in about this crazy story. Like, apparently it's based on a true story. Mm-hmm. It later turned out to be, like, a hoax story. But they're, they're, I think they're kind of high. And they're reading the story and just laughing their ass off about this. And then Kevin Smith says, All right, if you guys want me to make this movie, tweet out hashtag walrus yes. If you don't want me to make it, hashtag walrus no. And whatever we get more of, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. And, like, they play that clip in the credits of the movie, and everyone tweeted, like, hashtag Walrus Yes, and that's why they ended up making it. Oh, my God. Yes. I read that in the trivia, but I didn't know that they added that at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. God. Good no, shit. Just... Good <sighs> shit. Good shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I never did see Yoga Hosers just because I just heard a lot of bad things about it, mm-hmm. which is, like, the next movie in this universe. Yeah, he has a trilogy planned. That one, mm-hmm. and then I think he's making one next. Moose which is Jaws. Like, yeah. Mo- what the fuck is that going to be? Jaws with a moose. Is it really? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Yes. That's fantastic. That Absolutely. I will watch. Very exciting. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, talk about things that I've watched during this yeah, time. Yeah, go ahead, here. man. So, the movies that I've watched are kind of uh, basic. Because uh, my girlfriend, Hannah... Has not seen a whole lot of great movies. Mm-hmm. So I made like a seven page list of movies I want her to watch. And we've just been watching them as often as we can. Of course. 
And uh, we watched Batman and Batman Returns, and I've started doing classic movie reviews on the channel, which uh, hopefully you guys have uh, been watching. And uh, I did Batman and then Batman Returns on those, and we're going to go back in the way classics and 50s eventually and things. I'm really excited for that series. I like doing it. Also, we did um, the first three Bourne films. We planned on watching all five, but mm-hmm. she didn't like them. So after three, I was like, okay, we can stop. Yeah, but what's two more, you know? With the original trilogy. And eh, one day I'll make her do it. And then uh, we watched When Harry Met Sally, which she loved. And it had been a long time since I'd seen that movie. Mm-hmm. And that's just one of the greatest romantic comedies ever made. Might be the greatest romantic comedy ever made. Such a good script. I forgot how good this script was. Yeah. And I looked it up afterwards, and it did get nominated. It didn't win. But I was happy to see it was nominated. Because, like, I, the last time I saw that movie, I was, like, 13. So I didn't really appreciate how good it was. Yeah. And the whole time I'm watching it, I'm just like, God, this script is tight. Great movie. Um, we watched uh, Goodfellas. She had never seen Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, I took care of that issue. Naturally. Uh, she had never seen... I'm, it's leaving me now. The... Uh, all the movies we watched. I don't have uh, my list like you do. Well, earlier we were talking about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, she had never seen the original Nightmare on Elm Street. We watched that. Um, we also watched um, Argo. She had never seen Argo, mm-hmm. and I love Ben Affleck as a director, so obviously I made her watch that. Um, Good Will Hunting, she had never seen, and that's just a f- phenomenal movie. So she really liked that. I was glad that we were able to watch that as well. I fell asleep during that when I watched it. Um, fuck you. That's all I'm going to say. Um... I also think that um, there's another one that's leaving me that I forgot about. Mm -hmm. But a movie that I do want to talk about that a good friend of mine and a good fan of the show begged me to watch. Okay. Called Your Name. It's a 2016 anime film. Mm -hmm. And uh, the person who wanted me to watch it, his name is Chris. Chris Heiler. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it a lot. Thanks for being a fan of the show. Anyways... He was, like, begging me, like, please, please, dude, please watch Your Name and Weathering With You, which I haven't watched yet, but I will. And I was like, all right, you know, and I, I, and I really wanted to. I just never got the chance to. And then um, he gave me his copy to, to, to borrow. He was like, just take it and watch it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it, like, as soon as I get home because I've been putting it off forever. Watched it. It was a really fascinating little little anime film. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. Um. I, I, I'm just not accustomed to the anime, not just the visual style. I like the visual style, but just anime has its own just style of just technical filmmaking mm-hmm. that I'm still not used to. So I'd have to like watch some more anime movies and go back and watch it again to really love it. Mm-hmm. But I still really enjoyed it. The storytelling was really tight. The script was excellent. Um, it's about, it's like a body switching movie, like Freaky Friday. Okay. With a sci-fi, I mean, that's obviously sci-fi, but, like, there's more of a sci-fi twist okay. to what's going on. Like, they don't switch permanently. They switch, like, three times a week. Oh, what the fuck? And then you, and it's like, why is that going on? And then it slowly just unveils, like, what's happening. Hmm. And at, the, at its core, it's a love story. It's a, okay. like, a, like a, you know, star-crossed lover's love story. Mm-hmm. And it takes place in Japan, and you have one who's in, like, the city and really rich. You have one who's outside in a small town, kind of poor. Really fascinating movie. And um, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but I think it was a really, really great film. A film that I've been putting off seeing forever. And it makes me want to watch Weathering With You, which is like from the same studio, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if it's a Ghibli. It might be a, Ghibli, a Studio Ghibli. I don't know for sure, so don't quote me on that. I mean, what's the movie called? I'll just add it to my watch. Uh, your can... Name. And uh, the only thing that I, I don't like, and it might just be part of the style of like anime films... 
is like there are random sections of this movie that are just like music videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so annoying. And uh, I couldn't get used to it. Like there would just be like almost anime montages with songs, like full songs. And it was just like, okay, I can't do this part. Yeah. But I mean, this, they were nice songs and the lyrics were meaningful to the story. Mm-hmm. It was just like too much. Okay. But um, overall, I think it was a very strong movie, especially the script. The script was extremely tight. Mm. And uh, I recommend, if you've never seen Your Name, to watch it. And thank you, Chris, for the consistent recommendation. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, watch that if I can find it. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that like anime films are really hard to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. Because I've been meaning to watch Studio Ghibli films forever. Yeah. But you just can't find them anywhere. I mean, you can mm-hmm. find everything off Amazon. But I mean, like whether it's going to Best Buy or Walmart or... Um, any streaming services like they're nowhere yeah so yeah anime is definitely one of the what would you classify it genres styles yeah that i've been meaning to get into Mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah no um i mean i've seen the classic animes like i've seen spirited away Mm -hmm. like that's a fantastic movie but um, this is the first anime movie I'd seen in a long time, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, good. Well, hopefully that spawns some more films that you may be intrigued by. Hopefully, know? hopefully. And uh, moving on to 2006 movies. We haven't done this segment on the show in a long time. Oh, shit, okay. But um, I'd like to get into that, and I'm going to go first if you don't mind. Take it away, brother. 2006 saw the release of the best James Bond movie, Casino Royale. And I wanted to bring it up first because we got Mr. James Bond right across from me over here. God, I... Casino Royale, what a good fucking movie. So the good. Chief. Daniel Craig's first. Yeah. And he actually got that role because of a Matthew Vaughn movie, Layer Cake. Cake. Yes. So we, thank you, Matthew Vaughn. Yes, we love Matthew Vaughn here. Um, this is directed by Martin Campbell, same director of Ready? Hmm. Green Lantern. No shit. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I love that genuine what the fuck. No, um, he's a great director. We just don't know what happened with the Green Lantern. But uh, no, I, I love Casino Royale. It kind of took a page from Batman Begins' book. Mm-hmm. It's kind of made like a realistic, gritty James Bond, and it's worked out well so far. Oh my god, he did Goldeneye as well. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Shit. Um, but go ahead, sorry. It takes the route of Batman Begins. What do you mean by that? Like, um, most other James Bond movies were kind of very obviously not set in the real world with like the insane crazy gadgets and the goofiness and the campiness mm-hmm. whereas ways this movie does have gadgets and things that may seem a little unrealistic kind of like how batman's extremely unrealistic mm-hmm. it made it feel like it took place in the world that we live in mm-hmm. and it made it more tangible yeah while also telling a story that's just inherently more dark yeah and i think some of the producers of bond at the time even credit batman begins saying like that's what really kind of in terms of the visual and filmmaking style right. of the film, was just like they were very impressed by how Batman Begins kind of just rebooted the whole thing and set out a new name for itself, mm-hmm. which is what they were looking to do for Bond. Because wasn't the movie before this Die Another Day? 2002, 2003, 2004, yeah. something like that. Good God. Yeah, what a fucking. God, Nick still needs to watch all those because I know that's going to be his favorite, mm-hmm. which is a shame. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, yeah. Any uh, 2006 movies you want to bring up? Um. There's a lot of shit movies that came out. Oh, <laughs> let's start off with Beer Fest because I talked about that one earlier. Got yep. a good movie. Yep. Um, but no, on a more serious note, let's talk about the real superhero movie that came out this year. Sky High. <laughs> Superman Returns. 
get out of here. Oh yeah, that thing's gonna hire was last year. Yeah. No, but Superman Returns. Um, love hate relationship with that movie. It's been a while since I've seen it. So out of us two, you've seen it more recently, like the past yeah. few months, I believe. No, 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 it's been a while. I need to watch it again. Okay, but it's. I don't dislike that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's great. Right. But there are things about it that I really, really like in terms of its, like, just in, in the way it tells its, the story of its characters. Yeah. But then there are things that are super annoying about it. And it's a tougher rewatch because Lex Luthor is Kevin Spacey and it's directed by Brian Singer. <laughs> and it's one of those, like, oh! <laughs> yeah. But, uh,. It's just, you know, it's it wasn't the movie, there wasn't a Superman movie that everybody wanted in 2006, mm-hmm. which is why they went with Man of Steel. But then they also kind of learned, they learned kind of like with Star Wars fans, how you're not going to please them all. Because they made Superman Returns, and the biggest complaint at the time was like, Superman didn't even throw a punch. Like, it's just so, I fell asleep, blah, 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 what but the his hell? Bullet, his eyes stopped the bullet. It was very cool. And that the plane rescue still holds up mm-hmm. in that movie. But then they're like, all right, all right, fine, fine, fine. Then they make Man of Steel, and what's the one complaint? It didn't even feel like a Superman. All he did was fucking hit people, and all the buildings are falling down, and what the fuck? And it was like, God, I okay. love Man of Steel. I can't wait till he gets to 2013. I, I love Man of Steel a lot. I love the movie a lot. But uh, but yeah, no, it was just it, it's just one of those weird, like, middle ground movies, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, do you have a movie ready, or? I do. Okay, go ahead. One of my favorite Christopher Nolan movies, but I say that before every, every Christopher <laughs> Nolan movie, and it's The Prestige with uh, Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman. Fantastic movie. Love that movie, and David Bowie's in it. Absolutely adore that film. Mm. Uh, Hannah hasn't watched that one yet, but we will get there. I have a bunch of Nolan movies on the list. Good. And uh, yeah, we will hit that one. I love that film. That the, the twist in that movie fucked me up when I first saw it. I was like 12 when I watched it. Isn't it fucked up? Yeah. It's so insane. And uh, I just, uh, I love Nolan, and I love that movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as I'm looking down the list, 2006 was kind of a banger year. Yeah. But uh, do you have another one you want to talk about? Yeah, best movie in its whole franchise, Dead Man's Chest, oh, get Pirates the of the fuck Caribbean. Out of here. What well, the f- only the first one's good. I, I didn't know this, but Johnny Depp was nominated for Jack Sparrow. Yeah. How fucking cool is that? Because like, you go back and rewatch all these movies, and you're like, oh... He's just goofy, and then there's the whole argument of how Johnny Depp now only plays Jack Sparrow, yeah, but like to yeah. whatever movie he's in. But like, Dead Man's Chest is so dark. dark, dude. I agree. What? No, dude. It's a dark <laughs> fucking movie. I rewatched it again for the first time a few weeks ago, and it's, dude. It's so good. It's so good. What are you Speak talking for about? for yourself, homie. I don't love it. All right, you want to talk about a bad movie? How about Tokyo Drift? Oh, first of all, that's the best of the original three. <laughs> Who the that's hell is exactly you? what it is? Yes, yes, and it has Bow Wow. Oh my god, it does have Bow Wow. Also, I'm going to talk about The Departed. Uh, really wonderful film. Uh, won Martin Scorsese his Oscar, although he should have won that. That was his career award. Yeah, but uh, I love. I just love Mark Wahlberg in this movie so much, so much. Maybe yeah, maybe no, maybe uh, maybe go fuck yourself, huh? <laughs> he just plays himself. If yeah, he was a cop. Yeah, he got he got an Oscar nomination. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Shit, dude. And uh, he has that line where it's like someone says like Who the fuck are you? And he goes Oh, I'm sorry, I'm the guy that does his job. You must be the other guy. <laughs> I love that line too. He has so many good lines in that yeah. movie. God, I don't agree with you. I think it's good. I don't think it's as good as you're giving it 
praise for. I mean, for. on the list of Scorsese films, I have it lower. Okay. But I, that's kind of like talking about Nolan's films, too. You know, like Scorsese's Like movies. one of them has to be at the bottom, you yeah, know? Yeah, even though they're all great. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, like, dude, I was, like, ranking his movies in my head the other day, and I put, like, Shutter Island towards the bottom. But then I thought about it, I was like, God, Shutter Island is fucking great, and I have that at the bottom. God damn. And then mm-hmm. you kind of remember, like, Scorsese's kind of the goat. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, My favorite Jack Black film, Nacho Libre. Oh, my God. What a funny-ass movie. Oh, my God. It is so goofy (sighs) and so stupid. Like, I don't think there's really anything good about this movie. I just genuinely love it because I remember as a kid having really fond memories of this movie and, Mm -hmm. and laughing my ass off as a kid. And I absolutely love the theme song that it has with it. I am, I am. <laughs> During like the montage of yeah. him training and shit. Oh, it's yeah. just so fun and goofy. God. Oh, Penn's Labyrinth also came out this year. Um, yeah. That is Guillermo del Toro's masterpiece movie. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's fantastic. I've only seen it once. And I didn't know this, but I didn't know that it was a Spanish movie until I watched it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit. It's like... A foreign film because I, I everyone always talked mm-hmm. about this. I mean, yeah. not that that hinders it in yeah. any way, yeah. but I just wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Um, but and like, it just blew me away, dude. This is just a small part of the movie, but I still like, uh, like cringe every time. And it's the bottle part with the dude's face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, it's God. also fucked up whenever that guy gets like cut in mm-hmm. his mouth and like his whole jaw, like you can see his jaw. Yes. Dude, Guillermo del Toro, del Toro uses violence in a really unique way to his style, and it's so good. Yeah, it's uh, it's something else. It's something else. <laughs> what? The real X Men movie came out this year, Last Stand. No. <laughs> no. My X Men movie. God. You know what? They gave us Kelsey Grammer as Beast, so we can't get too pissed off at it. Yeah, but I—it's still not—it's not good. No, just because X Two was so fucking good, perfect. It was like, it was like, you know, when you're playing a baseball video game, and then uh, you're the batter, and if you see like an explanation point over the pitcher's head, it means oh shit, I fucked up, and here comes the fastball down the middle. Mm-hmm. Like they gave X Men Three the fastball down the middle. And they fucking swung in a miss and just completely struck out. But, like, X2 set it up so perfectly. Like, here you go. It's so easy to make this movie good. And they just went... And just went all around it. them. Brett Ratner. Yeah. Who made Dark Phoenix. No. He didn't make Dark Phoenix. Who was it? it? Simon Kimberg. Oh, fuck. Yeah, the producer of all these movies. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. He did write this in Dark Phoenix, though. God, what a fucking train wreck the whole Dark Phoenix cinematic story has been. X-Men is just a list of movies of Brian Singer setting up the Dark Phoenix and then not being able to direct it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did it twice. But he has gotten himself into trouble, so that's yeah. why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, um, Children of Men also came out. God, what a great movie. Have you seen it? No. I've just seen the insane shot that's in it. Which looks like it's going to be in a quiet place, too. Yeah. If yeah. we'll ever see that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, what an insane shot. What an insane sequence mm-hmm. that is. I, I love Alfonso Cuaron, mm-hmm. so I'm going to eventually go back and watch like all the movies I've missed of his, and yeah. this is definitely high up on that list. 
Uh, I will say Clive Owen is much, much better in shoot 'em up versus this. <laughs> God, shoot 'em up. Shoot 'em up. Oh my god, what a fun ass movie. That oh, movie yeah. was so fun. Um what else do we have? Oh, we have Clerks 2, probably my Ooh. favorite Kevin Smith movie. I second that. Amazing film. What it it's so fucking good. It has it, so much humor, so much heart, and mm-hmm. so much interesting character drama. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter at what point in my life when I watch this movie, I always find something in it that, like, sticks with me. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal comedy film. And it follows up the first one so well. So well. God, and the humor in it is so fucking good. <laughs> oh. What's his name? Jeff Anderson, who plays yeah. Randall. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is fucking hilarious in yeah. this. Um, oh, um, Mel Gibson's Apocalypto came out this year. I haven't seen it, which but I've is heard an a lot underseen of good movie. It's exceptional. It is such an intense movie. Like you're kind of on the edge of your seat the whole time. Yeah, it's a really, really great movie. Huh. Yeah, that's definitely one I've been meaning to watch, but I, I just never find it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um. One of my favorite horror movies came out this year as well, which only one other person in the group has seen, and it's Slither. Mm, yeah, I haven't seen it. Written and directed by James, James Gunn. Gunn. Yep, I still haven't watched it. God, it is so... Like, I, I like you said, Masterpiece is something that <laughs> isn't really tossed around that fairly... Or, uh, mm-hmm. That frequently, but this, this is a masterpiece. Nathan Fillion is the uh, lead in it, mm-hmm. and he is so goddamn funny. Uh, and pretty much everything he's in, it's funny, but uh, he has a lot of collaborations with James Gunn. Yeah. Same thing with, uh, what's his name? Michael Rooker. Mm-hmm. Michael Rooker is great in this as well. It's kind of like a sci-fi horror, if you will. Okay. Yeah, because I think the thing comes from alien, comes from outer space. Like, it's an alien. Yeah. And kind of takes over the town. Um it's almost like the crazies. Okay. okay. Like how it's like just this town that's getting fucked up. Yeah. Um, but if you can ever watch it, if you can ever find it anywhere, please check it out. It is so good. The dialogue is fantastic. Nathan Fillion, like I said, is hilarious. In Isn't this. Elizabeth Banks in it too? She is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so is... Uh... Oh, what's her name? He was married to her at the time. The Office. What's her name? Jenna Fisher. Jenna yeah. Fisher's in it, because mm-hmm. James Gunn was married to her at the time that this mm-hmm. was made. Um, uh, yeah, watch it. That's all I have to say about it. Yes, another movie that I'm going to bring up is one of my favorite comedy movies, and it's called Idiocracy. Okay. Um, it is about, it has Luke Wilson as the main character, mm-hmm. and he plays a guy who has average IQ, average height, average everything, and they're going to freeze him for a year to see if the world got smarter or dumber, mm-hmm. but they accidentally freeze him for like 200 years. And while all the smart people save their money and didn't have kids, all the dumb people multiplied. So when he wakes up, he's the smartest person on the planet. Oh, God. And the earth is just riddled with dumbasses. Mm-hmm. And it is the funniest fucking thing. And it's actually scary to watch because you kind of see this happening <laughs> one day. Who did it? Um, Mike Judge, I okay. think, did it. The so, guy who uh, does Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, and Office Space. Okay. I-, I think it was him. Yes, it was him. Yes. Great movie. Mm-hmm. So funny. Speaking of comedies, I'm going to go ahead and throw one more out here. Talladega Nights. My favorite in the trilogy. Step Brothers is way better, but we'll fight about that some other time. Mm -hmm. But I do love the Ricky Bobby movie. Very, very funny. If you ain't first, you're last. (laughs) 
such a great movie. Oh, yeah. Um, another movie that came out this year that I think is genuinely one of the best movies ever made uh, is Inside Man. Oh, that is that the Spike Lee one? Spike Lee movie with uh, Denzel Washington, Clive Owen, another Clive Owen movie. Uh, Jodie Foster, Christopher Plummer, Willem Dafoe. has a big cast. Um, it's so... There's a twist in it that you just don't ever see coming, even if you know there's a twist in it. And the writing... I don't know if he wrote it, actually. Let me... Oh, no, he didn't write it. But even his directing in it is fantastic. And I love the uh, the thing where he does whenever people walk and it's just, like, not walking. It's like a they're on a dolly. Mm-hmm. I love that shot. Yeah. Uh, I will say I have not seen... Actually, I haven't seen any of his movies. This is the only movie of his that I've seen. Oh, wow. But it is fantastic. This this is a masterpiece. I would classify this as a masterpiece. It is that fucking good. Okay. No, I've never seen it, but it's on my radar now. Yeah, please. Um, J.J. Abrams' Mission Impossible 3 came out this year. I love Mission Impossible 3. Yeah. It also has my favorite villain in any Mission Impossible movie with Philip Seymour Hoffman's villain. Okay. Still my favorite villain of any Mission Impossible. Such an interesting villain. It became more of a personal story about Ethan Hunt and his family Mm -hmm. in this outing. And just the J.J. Abrams signature action and lens flares. Love it. And I just love this franchise and the filmmaker Mm -hmm. and the movie. And I really, really thoroughly enjoy Mission Impossible 3. Definitely a step up from 2 for sure. Oh, because 2, which one has him rock climbing for no reason? Is that 2? Yeah, that one's bad. Uh, Although, we can't talk about 2006 and not talk about... Our boy, Zack Snyder. Mm. I say our boy like we know him personally. We don't fucking know who he is. 300. But 300. I love the way that he filmed this to make it like... Was it based off of... I mean, obviously the Spartan thing was real. But it's based off a graphic novel. A graphic novel. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's, that's what I was trying to get to, but... The way he filmed it and his style works for this so, so well. well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. He, he was made to make this movie. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the uh, side shot of him, of King Leonidas fighting and going through like so the famous awesome. scene in that movie. Yeah. God, it is so good. And his style, like I said, is works so well for that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite comedies came out in 2006. But it's highly underrated. Almost no one has seen it. Okay. It's called Accepted. It has Justin Long, which we mentioned earlier, and it's about, he plays a senior in high school who can't get accepted into college, but Mm -hmm. he's under, like, a lot of pressure to get into a college, but he can't get accepted, so he just makes a fake college letter, creates his own college, and shows the parents, like, oh, look, I got in, and then he just moves out. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, when he made the fake website, he made it so that if you clicked part of it, you'd get an acceptance letter. So suddenly, all these people show up at this place he's renting, and, like, we're here for, you know... Shit. Day one of school of like college, and so yeah. he has to go with it and just create this fake college, and <laughs> it's so fucking funny. It also has a really early Jonah Hill performance. He's oh, in yeah. it. He's extremely funny. Everyone in the movie is hilarious, but but it, it it just has the underlying theme of intelligence and education aren't necessarily linked, mm-hmm. and there's many different types of intelligence. And I just thoroughly love the movie. And almost no one has seen it. And the people who do see it don't generally like it. But I think it's genuinely hilarious. I love Accepted. Uh, Just one more movie that I'll bring up. Mm -hmm. uh, Is The Pursuit of Happiness. Yes, the Will Smith movie. Very good. Oh my god. Talk about a fucking tearjerker. Mm -hmm. And the true story of like 
how this man was able to get this job based off solving in a Rubik's Cube yeah. is just so fascinating how that true story translated into this beautiful movie yeah. of this father who wants to take care of his child as well. Just oh, It's yeah. so good. It's such a great movie. I agree. I agree. Um, the last movie that I'll bring up was what we thought was going to be the end of the Rocky franchise for a while. And that's Rocky Balboa. Mm-hmm. There's also kind of a return to form for the Rocky franchise because before this it was just Rocky Five, and before that was Rocky yeah. Four. <laughs> before that was they peaked. No, but, uh, but Rocky Balboa was a really touching story with just sort of the main theme of just like I just got to see if I can still do it. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's the first time really since the first movie that you're really with Rocky on this journey, especially because mm-hmm. in this film Adrian is no longer living, and he kind of has that over his head even though it wasn't his fault he somehow feels like he could have done more Mm -hmm. and so he kind of does this as like one last time to see if he's still capable of just going the distance which is what the first Rocky was kind of all about and I think that Rocky Balboa was a great movie and had they never made Creed this still would have been a solid end to the Rocky name and the Rocky franchise and I'm really glad that it it exists that they did it yeah yeah I mean I haven't seen all the Rocky movies Sorry. You're good. Um, I haven't seen all the Rocky movies, but I definitely want to go back after watching Creed mm-hmm. and Creed 2, which are fantastic fucking yes. movies. Yes. Uh, I definitely want to go back and mm-hmm. rewatch all the Rocky movies. Yeah. No, I. They have special places in my heart. I think the only ones that are gr- like truly great are one, Balboa, Creed 1, Creed 2. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rocky 4 is a meme. You know, but it. Uh, he did in the Cold War and give a speech that, like. It's not a meme, it's a fantastic movie. <laughs> Okay. Don't worry, Nick. I'll defend that movie for you. Okay. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, no, they they are really fun movies. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but that's uh, that's all I had for today, bro. Unless you got something else you want to add. Mm, nope. Just uh, be on the lookout for our future stuff. Mm. We'll probably do the podcast monthly from now on. So yeah, especially with this whole quarantine thing happening, which yep. is um tough for everybody. But hopefully, all of you guys are staying safe, and uh, hopefully, everyone's good. Yeah, hopefully. But again, thank you guys so much for watching, and uh, stay tuned with our YouTube channel on Movie Nights, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah.